Happy Hump Day, my lovely congregation, and welcome back to Pussy Church. I'm Laura, an erotica writer and the creator of Tales of Laura, which you can find at talesoflaura.com and at Tales of Laura on Instagram. And today, a couple days later than normal, we are back with what happened when Pope Francis went to Pussy Church and the weirdest laundry pieces out there. Every week on the show, we'll sing the gospel, which is all about sex news. We'll worship an erotic artist and we'll hear some confessions, really questions and sex stories from you guys. All right now, let's dive in. Amen. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to Pussy Church. Welcome back. We missed a couple of days, you guys, but we are here today on Hump Day. Yeah. Hump Day. To make up for... <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> I got it. Why does it always come out on Hump Day? Well, I guess it's Pussy Church. It's true. But... It's Pussy Church, but, you know, this week we're doing like a Wednesday service, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully you haven't missed us too much in the last couple yeah, of days. I think, I think people are hopefully preoccupied with other things at the moment <laughs> than sex <laughs> well then our podcast oh well hopefully not really <laughs> okay i hope your whole week revolves around pussy church and all you can think is pussy church pussy church can't wait till pussy church comes out exactly this is the vibe i'm going for for sure for sure well we are again on the other side of the world from each we other are. because i apparently can't stop hopping around this fucking planet no how's that <laughs> How has that been for your sex life? Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> your reaction. I don't know, man. I mean, it's there is a sex life. It's just I actually had this like dating metaphor the other day because I was talking to a girlfriend about like her breaking up with her ex and like I I had a thing with a guy that kind of like fell apart and I was like, this is this is so crazy. So mm-hmm. okay. So this is your dating formula? Let me, Yes, or just like something you should not do. Okay, all right. <laughs> Tell me. Okay, so imagine you're craving Italian food, right? And there's an Indian restaurant. And the Indian restaurant advertises that it's Indian food, right? Yeah. You you walk in, you sit down, they serve you Indian food. You get kind of like disappointed and you're like, uh... You feel kind of like maybe even rejected or hurt or you're like, I don't understand. Like, I really want Italian food, but they're serving me this other food that, you know, maybe tastes good at a moment, but I'm going to maybe have a stomach ache later. But you should have known going into it what you're getting yourself into. Correct. (laughs) Because the Indian restaurant was not trying to conceal itself as an Italian restaurant. It was pretty clear about it. Yeah. So I was the one going in there in the first place these wanting something different. Yeah, unrealistic expectations. That they cannot offer. Well, I think that's that is a great <laughs> analogy. I'm just saying, people, be very clear when you meet somebody, when they tell you what they want and who they are. Most of the time, people are very clear about that. Even, you know, you don't even have to read between the lines very often. Yeah. And but but you you some a lot of times in your head you're like oh but that could change, and or yeah I mean it hasn't really happened that often but it happened a couple of times with me where I was like oh you know whatever it's fine right now I can deal with right. that like 
I was searching for maybe something that was different than what was offered. Yeah. Um, and you can't really hope that somebody changes their cuisine <laughs> midway. <laughs> yeah, and if you, you ask for pizza, they gotta be like, "What the fuck? This is a curry place," you know? Like, <laughs> oh, I, I love. This I, is all I can give I you, think baby. That's perfect. I love it. I, I'm sure everyone has been in the situation going to an Indian restaurant and wishing it was Italian. You know. <laughs> I love like I'm I'm totally not like dissing on Indian food. Oh, I, mean, I love it. I, I prefer just, Indian food over Italian food. <laughs> same, same. I'm just for the metaphor, but I'm sure I was Indian food for some people sometimes. You yeah, know? <laughs> for sure. You know, they're like, "Fuck, I want something different," but like, she tastes good. Yeah. <laughs> but she's bad for me. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> No, I, I. So this is my biggest revelation. <laughs> no, it's perfect and it's logical. Like, don't one, don't settle, and two, manage your expectations by what the, yeah. the other person's showing you. Like, totally. And honestly, like I said, I think we all do this pretty often. Like, even without saying it, maybe straight up. Even though people also say it straight mm -hmm. up, you know, what they want and what they can give and what they can't give and stuff like that. But through actions you kind of know pretty easily like what a person is kind of about yeah you know? and but unless somebody's really deceiving you right you know? and but i <laughs> i'm currently struggling with this like why do we keep ourselves in these situations that aren't necessarily good for us or what we want like <laughs> why do we do yeah. it yeah i don't know i mean i do think like it could be something about maybe not being ready fully or like also being afraid to open up, you know. Yeah. And also sometimes um, staying with something comfortable that offers or just staying with something that you already have that offers a tiny bit of comfort is more mm, easier to swallow than being on your own for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> such a time she's like easy to swallow um if you know the taste yes um i well totally i mean i think there's a there's a big thing of like the fear of being alone you know what i mean um that keeps people in a relationship right. it's just been like a very interesting year i think for a lot of people i had a lot of friends who broke up during these times yeah. also like people who found each other right. you know it's just it's just everyone's kind of at a specific like in a very extreme situation yeah it's like an incubator that everything's just I don't know, mm -hmm. growing or falling apart faster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. But like, literally, if you started dating somebody, like I was dating somebody for half of the year, and it was kind of more intimate pretty quickly because you kind of thrown back just at that one person, right? right? Um, if you're trying to quarantine as much as possible. So there's something also really good in like getting to know somebody quicker and accelerating the process. Right. Um. <laughs> Maybe then also accelerating, like breaking yeah. up because. <laughs> but that could be a good thing Clearly. too, just to get get to the point quicker. I don't know. Seriously, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and I think with the Indian restaurant, <laughs> I think it's just about figuring out if this is an Indian restaurant or an Italian restaurant, right? If somebody's serving the food that you want quickly, like you just gotta figure that yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I think it's managing expectations and knowing what you want and what you don't want and being honest with yourself about that and not playing this game in a situation like oh well i guess it's all, all right like I, I don't know 
don't know. Totally. Totally. I, I'm I'm becoming better at this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe trying to go into more Italian restaurants these days Good. if I can. Good. You know? Um fucking hilarious. <laughs> Or if you if you do go into an Indian restaurant, just be super aware that that's a fucking Indian right. restaurant, and don't try to make it into Italian. Exactly, restaurant. or don't sit there and be all grumpy that it's not Italian food. Correct. Don't be pissed. You can't be mad. Yeah, you walk can't into it. Can't be mad. <laughs> you knew. You knew they were serving curry, man. <laughs> Ooh, I want some curry right now. <laughs> See, it's delicious. I still don't know what we're talking about. Hurts. Am I talking about food or am I talking about sex? I, I don't know. They both sound good. Actually, by the way, restaurants, so funny. So um, I'm in Berlin right mm-hmm. now. Um, and I, so funny. This is literally, this is not a small city for everybody. Um, it's 3 million people that live here, which actually makes it sound a little smaller than it feels like. But I arrived and like two hours later, I went to dinner with some friends and literally in this one restaurant in this one part of Berlin, I walk up to it and right in front of it sits a guy that I've been sleeping with. No way. <laughs> Off and on, yes. What? And I was like, my my friend literally was like, I can't believe this. Like we walk two steps out of a fucking place and the first person we run into is like, one of your dudes. That's insane. <laughs> Did you talk to him? Yeah, of yeah. course. I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not that much of an Indian restaurant, you know. <laughs> I was nice. <laughs> no, it was also nice to see him. You know, it was just like so crazy. I wasn't really, you know, I was just still jet lagged and yeah. kind of like out of it. I was like, I can't believe that I just like run into this person. Maybe it doesn't really happen that often in LA. I feel maybe like that's that's a sign. It's a sign. Well, yeah, I think I'm gonna see him again. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> And now, and now we're going to go to our gospel. Ooh, the gospel. The gospel. And it's very churchy today. Oh, boy. Can you believe it? Well, gospel is sex news. And last week, a new documentary came out about Pope Francis okay. called Francesco. And it screened at Rome at the Roman Film Festival, I think. And in it, the leader of the Catholic Church expressed support for same-sex civil unions. No way. Yeah. And he stated that gay people are children of God and said, quote, what we have to create is a civil union law. That way they are legally covered. Wow. So this was super fascinating. So like, obviously, the whole Catholic world erupted. Yeah, of course. (laughs) And the rest of the world, too, kind of. It was like, okay, what the hell is this? This is interesting. Um, And the first thing that people were wondering was like, where is this interview coming from? Right? Because it had never screened anywhere else. Um, And apparently... It was footage from an interview Pope Francis did in 2019 in South America. And get this, the Vatican removed the part where he endorsed gay civil unions. What? Right? Cut it out so they couldn't use it in their interview. But they put the uncensored version in their own archives. And their archives is where the documentary director found the part. No way. So they were trying to kind of hide it or something. And then it was kind of discovered because they didn't think of it or something when they opened their archives. I don't know. That's insane. 
But obviously, um, it created quite a bit of controversy because the hardcore Catholics, on the one hand, (laughs) condemned the Pope's words, um, mainly because they said it goes against the Bible scriptures, right? right? Because apparently in the Bible, um, it says homosexuality is a sin, right? Mm And then, for example, like the former bishop of the Philippines said, quote, I'm really scandalized by his defense of homosexual union, which surely leads to immoral acts. Right. But he already, um, the Pope, Pope Francis, when he was Archbishop of Buenos Aires, he opposed legislation to approve same-sex marriage, Mm -hmm. but he already supported legal protection for the rights of gay people. Right. So he's been like a very like forward thinking thinking pope, pope, which I I mean, I don't know. I don't want to get too caught up in religious stuff, but take. Why not? We're (laughs) positive. We'll take the like US (laughs) US Constitution, for example. Like it was written a long time ago when the world was a very different place. But we have the ability to adapt it and add amendments to suit the time we're in now and the bible is is something yeah. that was written so long ago and people take it so mm-hmm. seriously for every word and why can't that be adapted and changed to i don't know it, it's just Absolutely. it's a little different because it's a word of god as opposed to the word of the people but that, that's that's true but like i mean the catholic church is kind of more than just um a book you know it's an organization right, right. true I mean, that religion is also kind of like built on helping others and being there for others. And a lot of like um, inclusivity where you would think that maybe it could adapt. Right. You know. Right. And also Jesus forgave everybody. Exactly. So So there's so many contradictions in the the Bible itself. Yeah. I mean, I'm really not a specialist. You know what I mean? But um, I thought it was super fascinating because then liberal Catholics, mm-hmm. right, on the other hand, and LGBTQ activists, they were happy about the statement, of course, right? But they demanded some clarification and kind of a clear standpoint. Right. So now I'm sure, like, people want the Pope to say more on this issue, but that's mm-hmm. it's just probably such a touchy subject. <laughs> totally. And it's so dividing, yeah. you know, different camps of the Catholic Church. Right. But it definitely is an interesting sign, I think, for things to change. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Hopefully. Seriously. I mean, there's one one last tip to this, which I thought was very interesting. Um, even a new survey came out, um, just like a couple weeks ago, conducted by the Public Religion Research Institute in partnership with the Brookings Institute. Mm-hmm. And they found out that 70% of Americans favor allowing gay and lesbian couples to marry legally. Oh, wow. To illuminate this a little bit, we're going to look today into some facts or maybe trivia okay. <laughs> of homosexuality in ancient cultures. All right. What was super interesting right off the bat is that the term homosexuality was invented in the 19th century. No identity was constructed on the basis of who you had sex with, right? Oh, uh, interesting. It was disconnected from identity. It was the act. Right. Right. But now people are labeled by their sexual activity. Exactly. Exactly. I thought it was super yeah. interesting. Yeah, right? And keep in mind, because a lot of what we're going to talk about is going to be about male 
to male. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because um, lesbian or female to female um, hasn't been documented as much. First of all, because men have written a lot of history. Right. So we're going to start with the Americas. Okay. And <laughs> right to you, baby. <laughs> um, and so before European colonization, several indigenous tribes had respected ceremonial and social roles for homosexual and gender non-conforming individuals in the community. Hmm. These acts, quote unquote, were in rituals. Oh, interesting. And also accepted in the tribe. Right. Got it. And what I thought was even more interesting, there is like a contemporary word for somebody who is homosexual. In the Native American tradition? Oh. Yeah, exactly. And it's called two-spirit. Oh, interesting. I like that. Interesting, yeah. right? That will come up throughout these ancient cultures that we're going to talk about because a lot of them call it the third gender or like combining two souls in one. Right. Like yeah, yeah. Which is interesting, right? Because in some kind of a sense, it's still kind of making it the other just because of your sexual preference. Yeah. No, that's true. It. I mean, it's labeling you based on that. But what do you think? Is labeling more precisely a really good step or should it be labeling less because we're really in a very much labeling moment yeah i mean we need to acknowledge that it's happening and accept people for who they are and i think we accept them as people by by putting like acknowledging that they are theirs the first step might be that you look at all the different ways it could play right. out so maybe you do need all the labels to like be like hey listen this is how i identify yeah. this is this is what i like and like there is something for right. me. like there is a word for yes me. um ideally i think it would go the other way where we don't categorize anymore where it's really like it doesn't matter if i'm heterosexual or homosexual i don't need to tell you or if i'm pansexual or if i'm bisexual right. you know any of these so things. the labeling helps us acknowledge all of these different things exist from gender to sexuality but hopefully yeah. it all just molds back together and we know that it all exists and we're accepting of it all but we don't need to yeah. categorize someone by their sexual or gender preferences Exactly. Pussy Church Utopia. <laughs> I mean, it would be so interesting, right? Because you identify so much through like your sexuality mm -hmm. or like, or your gender, right. whatever, you know? And it is, it is very fascinating when that falls away. Like how can we identify more as humans? Yeah. Amen. Oh, wow. Look at us. Amen, people. <laughs> All right, let's go to East Asia. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I'm trying to like make this history class like popping. Um, in East Asia, same-sex love has been referred to since the earliest recorded history. Uh, so, for example, homosexuality in China is also known as pleasures of the bidden peach, the cat sleeve, or the southern custom. Huh. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah, maybe that just translates and oddly. The terms really refer to behaviors and not identities right. again yeah, exactly that kind of concept that it's just like i you know i had sex with a girl i'm not gonna say like i am a lesbian i just like had sex with mm -hmm. a girl and we don't have to label me differently just because i did right that. exactly but that's where it gets confusing because if someone only wants to have sex with women it's not like okay i understand like if you just do it uh, do it yeah. once 
shit, you don't need to call me anything different. But if they do it all, the, I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's I know, so I know, I know. <laughs> crazy. It, it goes into like our like basic idea of identity. Right, exactly. And also, to be honest, like if you are being ostracized and discriminated against because of something, yeah. you know, it clearly is also something that you will embrace in order to change that. Right. Because if nobody would have ever done anything about it, I don't think we really would have to, like, have a specific identity or, like... Exactly. No, you know, precisely. Possibly. Precisely. We don't want to just have to yeah. have it all brushed under a rug and, like, I don't want to hear what because you do. Because we don't, like... Yeah, we don't have identities on, like, what ice cream we like, you know? <laughs> because we don't get, like, discriminated against for the fucking exactly. ice cream like. Exactly. And then homosexuality in Japan has also been documented over thousands of years. And it has connections to the Buddhist monastic life and the samurai tradition. Oh, interesting. Yeah, maybe just because... Right? Yeah. Monks. Monks are fucking... Yeah, right? (laughs) (laughs) And so are samurais. Well, I mean, I guess if you're, like, locked up with a group of, like, same-sex people, you know? That's all your options are. At one point, it's... Besides your hand. It's it's like prison. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, but like really, I mean, in some kind of a sense, that's probably part of it to a certain degree. Totally. And then similarly in Thailand, and I'm going to butcher that, Katoi, I think, Katoi, those are the lady yeah. boys. Which yeah, are and part they of the culture. A, yes, exactly. For, for many centuries, apparently. And even Thai kings had male as well as female lovers. Interesting. Also, the Katoi are actually called the third gender. Oh, okay. Got it. And now Europe. Guess um, <laughs> guess where the earliest Western documents concerning same-sex relationships come from? Greece? Yes. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. What I find so fascinating about this is, first of all, that they had all these like they had a lot of same sex um rituals, mm-hmm. right? And and practices, but they had like these weird rules. Like soldiers were not allowed oh, interesting. to fuck each other, right? But then how it worked was like a freeborn adult male and a freeborn adolescent could be a couple. Oh. Or something and like the this. Were crazy. So it had to be Yeah, so it had to be like a younger boy with an adult man. Which is a little, yeah, huh? a little um, and they claimed that it had teaching benefits. Okay, which is also a little fucked, maybe. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it was also used as a means of population control. Oh, interesting. So you could, <laughs> you could fuck. Yeah. I mean, you could have just had anal with your girlfriend. Like, I'm not right? sure. Why <laughs> but maybe that was less exciting. I don't know. Definitely less exciting. I'm sure there was something about like. Also wanting to have sex with mm-hmm. a boy. I'm sure. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Not much is known about female homosexuality in antiquity. Right. But there was one poet, and her name was Sappho, and she was born on the island of Lesbos. <laughs> How apropos. <laughs> well, yeah. So from her, two adjectives derived, which is lesbian. Mm. And sapphic. Oh, okay. Um, and she actually wrote um, poems about love and passion for men and women. Many of her stories and poems spoke of infatuations and love and sexual or physical lust yeah. for women. I'm sure lesbianism 
existed all the way back to hom- like homosexuality. Of yeah. course, of course. I mean, literally from the time humans were on this planet, people exactly. were homosexual. Exactly. <laughs> As well, <laughs> I actually do think that we all live on a scale. I don't yeah, it's think a spectrum for sure. We, yeah, absolutely. I really don't think that anybody's just a heterosexual right. or just homosexual. You know, right? Well, some people could be, but there's there's more of a, a spectrum in between. Oh, totally. I thought it was so funny. This guy commented on um, a photo of mine on Instagram, and he wrote something like. Uh, I'm what did he write I think he wrote something like I'm 99% a faggot but your Instagram brings out like that 1% (laughs) I like it I love him I was like this is the best compliment I've ever got that's amazing oh so cute but just to be like open about like things that can turn you on too right yeah and since we both had experiences with girls before it's not like nothing new to us (laughs) that far away (laughs) from our lives um so in ancient rome next one um it was similar to ancient greece but it was between older free men and younger slaves oh the free adult right Mm. he could penetrate a dude but he was not allowed to get penetrated oh isn't that funny interesting it was prohibited that he gets fucked in the ass, but he was allowed to fuck in the right, ass. Right, because that may be seen as the, they don't they don't More want the gay slave to dominate over the yeah exactly exactly. So this is all about classism. Right. Boo boo. <laughs> <laughs> And now we're going to go to our worship section. Ooh, the worship. Ooh, the worship. And today, oh my God. Yeah, what I was are we thinking, talking about today? We gotta, so worship is erotic <laughs> art, really. And I was kind of thinking about doing like a piece on the history of lingerie today. But then I like start Googling and searching for things. And I found the weirdest lingerie pieces available now. And I was just like, I couldn't resist. I think we just have to talk about it. Oh boy, It is incredible. So fucking weird. We're just going to go through a few. I'm going to post some pictures so you guys can see the fucking insanity that is out there. Anyways, we're going to start with beef jerky briefs. Oh boy. <laughs> and there is like a lot of tasteless no pun intended edible underwear out there you know what i mean like gross shit shit that looks like some fruit leather like hard candy the weirdest stuff but this is like another step towards disgusting is that's a whole other thing like i i i'm down with candy i guess but beef jerky is just did you see the thing? Yeah, I just looked oh, at it. Oh my god. It's on There's a man. Like, it's... it's on a man. <laughs> She's like, ugh. <laughs> it's on a man. And he it's just like looks uncomfortable. And it's not forgiving at all. It just look, looks like his junk is just really squeezed, squeezed in there. The meat and the meat. Oh, mm. my gosh. Well, there's like little stones on it. and like Oh, some yeah, it's bedazzled. Por- it's crazy. So you can actually buy this thing on Etsy. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's kind of expensive. I think it's like a hundred bucks or something. And they make it to order. So you you just have to like give Send them your me. size, people. <laughs> oh, um, and they'll make you this like disgusting beef jerky <laughs> brief. Mm, um, mm, good. 
who would ever actually like order this for what i mean it's a joke i guess but like i could see like bears ordering it oh you're right maybe (laughs) those carnivores they eat everything (laughs) wait maybe we should do a rating one to five (laughs) no (laughs) how likely are you to try this I don't want to eat beef jerky off a guy. Oh, that's Sorry. disgusting, man. It's just everything about the smell and the situation. And I can't. also, for some reason, most of my exes have been vegetarians. So I think they'd be against oh my the whole God. idea. This is even better. Can you imagine? <laughs> so second one is cheapest lingerie. And if you want to creep out somebody like for real, this is a pair of underwear from a company in Tokyo. It's called Forget Me Not Panties, and it has incorporated a GPS tracker and a thermometer into the cotton panties or whatever. And so you can like see where your partner is at slash how hot they are right now. (laughs) (laughs) Like does your temperature raise if you're turned on like... I mean, I don't know, but apparently it does send the GPS to somebody's phone. So in some kind of a sense, like maybe this is like a slave situation thing. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I could some see that. Kink. Right. I could see that being some sort of kink. I, I don't like it's. I mean, it's just like really creepy. Like, how would you even like mention this to your partner? I want you to wear underwear where I can see where you're at. Well, actually, maybe it could be a fun game. I don't know. Yeah, I don't it, know. if if every, if both parties are complicit, like they're cool with it, then it could be. <laughs> if your partner does not give you a pair of underwear and does not tell you that there's GPS in it. Yeah. yeah okay, that'd be fucked. Yeah, that'd be no, absolutely fucked. Up. I think then it would be more fun to have a remote control vibrator or like vibrating right. panties. Like exactly. why the fuck just the GPS? Yeah. Oh. Weird. It's for nothing. Okay, and next one is the men's alligator pouch. <laughs> and what is this? <laughs> it's cute. <laughs> it's cute. <laughs> she says. <laughs> I could see. Never mind. Um, no, yo. Now you gotta talk about it. What? <laughs> no, my my ex and I had this. We we had like a bunch of stuffed animals that we, <laughs> we would like sleep with and stuff. So anyway, th- this this. <laughs> <laughs> this pouch is like it's a pouch for your penis and uh it's, it's a pouch it's for your in, penis it's in the shape of like a little alligator head and has googly eyes on it oh my god and this is so funny like literally the description of this is very short online it's like take a walk on the wild side unique men's alligator pouch and then customer also bought and <laughs> it's like these other horrific <laughs> costumes like a little dragon but all all looks like kids toys so it's even more disturbing in some kind of a sense (laughs) you know i could see me getting that for my ex's gag gift (laughs) just because we like i I, let me he would go on trips like because he traveled Mm -hmm. for work and bring back like a little stuffed animal that represented the place he was in so it was like this cute little thing so i could see me getting that for him as a gag gift for sure <laughs> like I went to but Florida I do remember, here's an alligator I do remember a long time ago that you were kind of into these like um, we talked about really weird sex toys and you oh, were yeah, talking the about ducky. The, the rubber duckies and you're like I totally would try this I was like it's disturbing you're like no it's amazing <laughs> oh I like cute little things Connected to sex. Yeah. <laughs> well, it doesn't have to be just in general, but it's connected to sex. Cool. Uh, there's actually another thing on Etsy that I found that I sent you, oh which is like, gosh. it's like a knitted, it's what is a that? Crocheted, crocheted little donkey. 
head, but it's just like a covering. Like it's just gonna cover up your balls and penis. There's no strap or anything. It's just like a li- It's like a mitten for your cock. It absolutely is a mitten for your cock. Yeah. Yeah, it's a cock absolutely. mitten. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I have that much humor in bed. Maybe no. I should. Maybe I should. I draw, okay. I'll draw a line there. Um, we got two more. Next one is fundies. I don't get it. I don't get it either. What is it, baby? Um, it's underwear for two people to be in. So like you're just up against each other in the same underwear facing each <laughs> other. Like there's no you you can't really have sex in that situation. Like I, I it it's absolutely bizarre. Um yeah, so you're kind of like trapped together or stuck together. I mean, maybe you could have sex, but why would you? Right. Also, yeah, it I mean, obviously that's a gag gift for yeah, sure, that's but like I don't even a gag gift. How many units did they sell? Like two? I don't know. I don't know. It's absolutely impractical. Okay, last but not least, pubic hair underwear. <laughs> what? You didn't send me that. <laughs> well, let me paint you a picture of this. Oh, no. This is a pair of underwear. <laughs> Has literally fake hair out, like, outside of it, I guess, on the front. <laughs> you should see her face. Ooh. Is this when you shaved it all off and your partner says to you, like, hey, I really like you to have a bush and you don't want to wait for it to grow? There you go, <laughs> I guess. I mean, that has to be a gag, too, but... I mean, yeah, I mean, to a certain degree, yeah, of course, but, like, you still produce a product because you think it'll sell, <laughs> right? No? Yeah, exactly. Isn't that, like, how capitalism works? <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> And now we're going to go to confessions. Ooh, confessions. Confessions. And confessions is questions and stories from you guys and answers from us. And today we have a couple longer ones that I thought were super fascinating. All right. So we're going to start with a girl um, who wrote. It's pretty long, so bear with me. I've been dating a poly person for a year now. I'm not his primary partner, nor do I want to be but I'm craving intimacy and want to feel more novelty, specialness from the relationship with him. How do I navigate asking for more when the boundaries of our relationship have largely been set by him until now as the poly person who has to manage multiple relationships? Barrierless sex was something I thought would be an option, but I recently found out that he has been having barrierless sex with another partner for like 10 months now. What other ways are there for a poly person to offer more intimacy? Um, and when she says poly, she means polyamorous. So, yes. which is where you're in a relationship where you can sleep with other people, which is probably pretty clear by that question. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's it's. I think it's tough to be in a situation where one person is kind of making all the rules, and yeah. if if you don't, if you're not on board with it, like I, I could see that being fun for a while, but. If you're not completely on board and if you'd like it to go to the next step, but that's impossible with the situation you're in, then that, I don't know. That's that's difficult. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she, for a little bit more context, she was talking about that she was kind of um, exploring dating other people, but it didn't really work for her. And so he's her only partner at the moment. Right. Um. Well, it's it's pretty difficult. I mean, if you want more intimacy from that partner... Um, that's already juggling two other partners. Yeah. Um, very less sex, like meaning no condom. I'm assuming. 
Um, but if he's doing that with somebody else, clearly that'd be a little bit complicated. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, more intimacy. I wonder, like, how is your relationship structured in a sense? Like, do you just come over and have sex or right. do you actually spend time together? Yeah. Like, do you go on dates or whatnot? Yeah. Do, yeah. You, do you have any other kind of exchange outside of the bedroom? Because I think intimacy within the bedroom, that's one thing. You know what yeah. I mean? But it mainly comes from being more intimate personally. Exactly. Having speaking. more of a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder, I mean, this is kind of where it gets a little dangerous, though, because if you spent more time with this person emotionally, right, and you are not dating somebody else, you might want more. Yeah. Potentially from that person. Right. Because of it. I mean, but you could offer maybe or ask for more time together as people. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have to be clear about if you're not getting your needs met. Yes. Yeah. Well, the question is, though, right? Like, how much can you expect? Right. From a person who's made the situation into what it is. I mean, the, one, <laughs> the, the question is also, like, what are the rules already? Right? Like, um, I guess there could be a conversation. And it's probably really good. Because a poly person, if he's really doing it the polyamorous, like, way, way. He's a very honest person, probably. Right, who, yeah, yeah, Who talks about everything. So right. I think he'd be very open, I'm assuming, or at least you should try, if he's open to have a conversation in general. Yeah, it depends on how mature he is. I mean... That is true. Yeah. That is true. Do you, you have any other ideas how to get, like, more intimate with your partner in, like, a situation like that? It's just the same answer we always have, is just communicating and, and letting him yeah. know what you kind of want out of it and and if you're in a situation where you do spend time together like make a point to have him make you feel special like have a candlelit dinner find ways where you can feel respected more in the relationship rather than it just being sex you know yeah yeah i do think there's i mean also the no uh, the more you know about a person or like the more intimate you are as people it will show in your sex life not necessarily in a new position but like right. just the connection you have during sex like yeah. intercourse and during whatever you do totally um that i think will really change things just be careful <laughs> yeah i keep on saying this because i mean i i know myself for example like the more intimate i become with a partner emotionally speaking the more difficult it'll be to really separate the thing as in like this is just sex with this person right, right? or um because then you will often people will start craving um yeah. more of a bond more. Right. Well, it's the Indian restaurant. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's you can't, the exact, you can't expect um, right. Italian food that's from a poly exactly person. That's exactly how your your analogy fits in. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and there there might be a point where if he cannot give you more intimacy, you will have to kind of decide for yourself when the point is that you say, okay, I'm craving something right. else. So you're not holding yourself So I need to go back, somewhere yeah. else. You need... You want that pizza so bad that you got to leave the Indian restaurant. Right. And go get your damn pizza. Find somebody who wants to give you that intimacy. All right. You know. Exactly. This is an update on a story. Um, and she was asking beforehand. I think you weren't on the show. Okay. So she was asking us um, how her boyfriend could be more present during sex because he doesn't seem very present. Right. Mm. So she sent me an update. She was like, we have been together for three years and have had issues around sex for a few months now. 
He has lost his libido as opposed to initially when, um, when we started dating. But every time we have sex, it feels very one-sided. Always, oh, I want you to suck my cock. I want you to drain me. And I'm so up for the dirty talk. It turns me on. But it's never, I want to eat you till you scream or let me fuck you, but you can't come. I mean, that's specific, but you know what I mean. Yeah. I've, I've brought this up and we tend to be very good at communicating and being honest. But discussion around sex leave me, leaves him feeling insecure and inadequate. So find it hard to bring it up. Even though it's something that's bothering me, it ends up being about his issues, which I'm fully aware and sympathetic to. However, I feel like my pleasure and opportunity for a super duper erotic and sexy experience is important too. Um, yeah, and so she's like, I have spoken to him many times, but it hasn't changed anything. So I'm wondering what I should do now, basically. Hmm. Well, uh, one one kind of light that flashed was that it's this is a problem that's just happened recently like mm -hmm. um that he's kind of lost libido and i don't know considering what the world's going through right now I'd, yeah i can understand how someone's sex drive could change because it is linked to stress and all sorts of things so maybe i don't know it could be confronting out outside things that are going on um mm -hmm. just to make sure like your heads are in the right place but that's uh, that's difficult if if you s i mean i don't know where to go from there if you say that you've talked about it and addressed and it he, and and he feels weird and in inadequate when you talk about it well that's kind of funny though in some kind of a sense because i wonder if there is a way i think we have talked about this before but maybe there's a way to be like hey can we try these new things right instead of being like hey these you're are the doing things you're wrong. doing wrong right a amen yeah like that's i think that's a better way to approach it not kind of say that they're doing he, something wrong but yeah suggest and then you don't something. have to feel in, in, inadequate yeah. or like bad about yourself you could just be like hey listen i heard about this thing where it's orgasm denial right and you would you go down on me um and then not let me come and keep on doing this for right. a while would you want to try this with me yeah i'm like super excited and and the guy doesn't need to be the one calling all the shots like you say he says this but he doesn't say this but how about you say what you want like and yeah i mean i guess you could do the dirty talk too and like yeah change do it the around. dirty talk to him like hey i want you to go down on me till i come you know like it, it doesn't need he doesn't yeah, need yeah, to yeah. be the only vocal one in that situation oh no. maybe and he, he can also would be like, like to i want to come in your mouth you know yeah yeah you know exactly i mean there is quite a lot i mean especially i think that's with dirty talk depending if he's already into it which we're assuming since yeah. um often the people who are already into like saying it are also into like hearing, hearing it, it right exactly so i think there could be like something where you can turn it around i think that's a great idea yeah. to try that yeah um and yeah try try some new things i mean in some kind of a sense I think what we talked about before, I think the kind of massage thing could be kind of a good thing mm. when, if he gives you a tantric massage. I even like was just talking to somebody about like, we want to do like a massage role play. <laughs> yeah, I, you know I'm down for this. <laughs> I know, you're so into this. But I think that also will make it so he has to, quote unquote, spend a little bit more time on you. Yeah, be more active in the situation. Yeah. Here. 
Yeah. So I, I think that would be kind of like a good way to approach it. Like think of things that you really want or you could mm -hmm. be like, hey, would you tie me up? And then just like pleasure me. Yeah. I mean, what guy would say, I mean, say no to this. <laughs> and then know. he is kind of like forced to do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> forced. I don't that's, want to put it like we're tricking good, this yeah, man into a, a good time, you know? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. He, you just, he has to tie you up to the bed and then, then he has to do all the work. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, and I think you are right. What you said in the beginning, clearly we could talk about like why the libido is mm -hmm. different now. I mean, also as I talked about in length about the book Come As You Are, you guys could talk a little bit about your turn-ons and turn-offs and totally. kind of like check out what's there to do, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Last but not least, have you ever recorded a video with a partner? How can you keep your face out of it? Well, <laughs> you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have recorded videos with partners, but it was in a trusting situation that we didn't worry about not having our face in it. Mm -hmm. So your face but is in it. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't like w what. What use are you doing with this video? Are you like going to submit it to a porn site, or no, is it just but for people your are like revenge porn? Yeah, you know, yeah. Some people are of afraid course. of that. Of course. Um. I mean, I think. I mean, POV, how did you do it? <laughs> well, how I would do it if I did do it, uh, I just shoot it from a POV angle, and mm. uh, like, if yeah. if someone's holding the camera at their face and just making sure the angle is is keeping out yeah. your face, then that's. I mean, you can also do more like detail shots, right? I mean, there's like tons right. of shots of like entering, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of like penetration and yeah, close up. Yeah, you can just get stuff. close up, exactly. Or you just frame out faces, you know, if right. you wanted to, just like go get the lower half or. Yeah. I don't know. It's a little or if you I don't really, yeah. If you set up, just since I shoot photos, uh, since if you, <laughs> yeah, please. If you set up a camera on a tripod and know what the angle is, you can angle your bodies. In a way, like if if he's I'm I'm just for example, if he's <laughs> going doggy style on you and um, his back's the camera and you're kind of face down and in on the bed, then that's, yeah. that's easy. That's a great one too. Yeah. That's a great one too. I mean, I guess you could have a similar thing if he like goes down on you, right? You could only see the back of his head. Right. And you just angle it down so you don't see your face. Right. Exactly. Um, Blowjob is going to be a di bit difficult. But yeah. No. <laughs> or, I mean, I guess you could do it from the back of your head. Right. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, I've only shot video of me masturbating mm. without my face in it, but you don't even see my pussy. So, like, I'm really, like, a very different... Like, right. I do, like, I do, like, weird things of, like, sipping things open and, mm -hmm. like, just... And that's not with a partner. Like, I haven't shot video with a partner. Right. But so. if if you did want to do that, those are some ways mm -hmm. you could. <laughs> great ideas. Really great ideas. Get a tripod, people. <laughs> yeah, get a tripod. <laughs> and practice it beforehand. <laughs> yeah. Or like set it on a dresser or find I mean if you're just using a phone, set it on a dresser or whatever. That's true. Well, on that note, <laughs> it was lovely being back at Pussy Church. Yeah, thanks for joining us for this hump day. I know. Go and <laughs> hump a little bit. <laughs> I would say, <laughs> or a lot, or a lot. Yeah, a lot. You know, to get through this week. Um, we love you. Hopefully, see you on Sunday. Yes. We'll be back. Yes, we will. Amen. Amen. 
Amen. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Pussy Church Podcast. And make sure to check out my new quarantine show, Pillow Talk, where I chat with my favorite erotic creators and play truth or dare with them. If you like today's show, please, please, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It helps us keep the show going. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would be amazing too. See you next Sunday. 